Hello world, I'm Jared Cunningham. This is the Freelance Forum 2020 podcast series. Uh, over the years, the Freelance Forum has been made possible by support from the National Union of Journalists and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. And one person that if you've attended the forums over the years, you'll be familiar with is Aileen Amara. She was along with us a few times and she's just joining me today to talk about, well, podcasting. So is it a podcast about podcasts? Very meta. That's right. Hi, Jared. Anyway, I suppose could you, if you, to start off, could you just tell us a bit about yourself and your background? I know you've worked as radio production, you've got documentary experience, a fairly wide experience of different kinds of audio projects. That's right, Jared. Um, I started out in journalism, in print journalism, in the in McGill Magazine, the Sunday Tribune, then I went to RTE and I worked in radio and RTE um, for, oh, Jenny, but eight, nine years as re- reporter first and a producer. And then during that time, I made documentaries as well and then went over to television. Then when I left RTE, uh, I uh, went into the independent production sector and I became an independent producer. So I made documentaries and series over the years with the BAI Sound and Vision Funds. And that uh, became more, <laughs> I found it more problematic as time went on because they used to give decent grants, in my opinion, for making documentaries, but then it became more and more difficult. The grants fell and the paperwork load increased, as lots of people listening will understand. And I decided I couldn't make a living from that. So I branched out into training and uh, also into PR consultancy. And I still make podcast and I make p- podcasts. So. I miss radio a lot. I think of all the journalism side of things I miss. I miss radio and uh, I've been making podcasts for a number of different clients now over the past few years. And I have an intermittent podcast of my own, which I won't even give the name of because I'm a bit embarrassed by the last time it actually got a a new episode. Maybe this uh, conversation will spark me to to move on this again. Anyway, for someone just starting out, though, um like obviously over the years you'd have a lot of fairly professional equipment but if I'm just starting out how do I get into podcast do I just pick up my phone and use the audio programming app that's on it or do I need more than that yes that's pretty well it yeah the great thing about now as opposed to when I was starting out is that we're all carrying around these great smartphones in our hands in our pockets our bags and they have great microphones on them not just cameras but microphones as well and it is so easy to record good audio I mean I have actually recorded audio wild track um, sounds on my iPhone sitting in you know in Pier Street Dart Station and out in my back garden of the Blackbirds and even in my kitchen last week um, and the sound was very very good you get a lovely stereo sound uh, out of the, the, the particularly the newer uh, smartphones the Samsung the Androids the Huawei's are very good sound on them and uh, and the and of course the iPhones as well now how you move from the phone then to the podcast is the next thing you know is the next stage and that depends on how what kind of podcast you want you know so if you want something really simple like a recording of yourself talking with some sound on it or an interview with somebody say like we're doing over over the zoom here now or just have somebody with you if you can six two meters apart now though um which would be difficult enough on a phone at the moment but uh you could definitely record save it and upload it straight into for example the soundcloud app which um is one of the very common places that people put their podcasts on now there are, as you know, a lot of channels, a lot of places that you can put podcasts on. But certainly the first thing to do is think about how you're going to make it. And you would just 
record on the phone and put it straight from there to to SoundCloud or somewhere else? You wouldn't go through editing? Yes, I, I would tend to edit, but I have done training, you know, uh, on how to make a simple podcast on your iPhone, for example, and on your on your Android either. And I would record it in, um, for example, on the iPhone, I'd record in voice memo. OK, and there is a trim function on uh, on the voice memo. So you can trim the beginning and you can trim the end. And that would be a simple edit you could do. I would always train that you teach that you write your intro and your outro, as they say, the introduction and the uh, exit lines for yourself before you start. Don't just jump in, have a plan, know what questions you're going to ask, have gone through the questions if you can with the person you're recording with. If you're doing an interview, if you're just talking to yourself, have some version of a script in front of you. Some people are just good talkers and can talk, but it's generally you know, a good idea to have some plan before you start. And then on the voice memo and on the uh, voice recorder app, and there are lots of free apps on Android as well, you'll see that there is a trim function. You can tidy up the beginning and tidy up the end. Now, that is the most basic edit that you can do. OK, now there's then you're into the world of editing on your phone and what apps to use. OK, so the one that I use a lot because I also use it on my on my laptop is called Hindenburg, H-I-N-D-E-N-B-U-R-G. And I'm opening it up here now. And Hindenburg allows you to record um, your, you know, any, anything you want. You just hit the red button and off you go. So create new session. There I'm recording now. You can see the levels coming up like that on it. It gives you the timing. You can create markers as you go along. You can slide to pause and then you can stop recording. When you play it back, then you can see the wave you know, the, the, the lines that show you the wave sounds on it. Uh, and then when you double tap on it, it offers you cut, clear, copy. You can do a fade in, a fade out. You can start again. You can cut it into different parts and move them around and you can trim. All those things can all be done in the Hindenburg app. Now, question, how much does it cost? Um, Good question. It's not a lot for the app. I have the... um editor on my uh, laptop and it's uh, on Hindenburg for about there's one called Hindenburg Journalist they have different versions it's about 60 euros including that and they're a Danish company so you're not looking at American you're not looking at a big giant multinational you're looking at a small guy crowd of guys who created this whole Hindenburg um software it's quite similar to cool edit right and it would be a bit better than audacity now audacity is the free one that a lot of people use but there isn't i don't use audacity on the phone but the hindenburg app on your phone um i think that if you have the license stand corrected on this now but if you have the license for the laptop version you get the uh, you can get the app for free okay and there is a free version of the app i know but it cuts off after about 40, 50 seconds, it goes into pause. OK, but the beauty of the paid app is that you can do a huge amount on it. You know, and you can get very, very dexterous on it. I generally don't edit on the phone. I generally bring my edits into the um, onto the software program on my laptop and I do it there. So if you have an iPhone, you can go AirPlay, you know, you can AirDrop your not AirPlay, sorry, AirDrop your um, file from your phone into your laptop. That's Mac to Mac. 
Otherwise, I would say save it on, you know, save it on Google Drive, save it on Dropbox, send it to yourself by email. Because, as you know, audio files are much smaller than uh, video files, so they tend to be able to email properly and then you can bring it in. So some of your listeners would be familiar with Audacity, which is a free editing software, which is quite good. I, you know, used it for a few years myself before I got Hindenburg. But I like about Hindenburg is, you know, I'm not saying that I'm a brilliant editor, but I can know how to cut and paste. I know how to fade. I know how to bring in wild track. Oh, and I know how to put a SIG tune at the beginning and the end. And that's very easy to do in Hindenburg. There are a lot of tutorials available online as well. They're free tutorials that you can use to teach yourself how to use Hindenburg. Several years ago, I made a documentary myself on the Sound and Vision uh, program. It's the only one I ever made. Uh, and I used Audacity to edit it. Um, which was an interesting experience because Audacity, I think, is fine if you're doing something very brief, like a couple of minutes or so on. But a 45-minute piece and you're taking in 10 different one-hour interviews, it's a very destructive program. It chops up everything and it's, it's very easy to lose track of. I've been using Hindenburg more recently and it's a much more advanced program. I mean... Audacity is great for what it is, but, you know, it's free and you get what you pay for. Definitely wouldn't be using Audacity for a documentary. So well done, Jared. I hadn't realized you were using Hindenburg. So that's great because uh, I like to hear other people using it because I am um, just one of these people who kind of been supporting Hindenburg since the beginning. And they, you know, they are spreading out all into into the North America as well. But, you know, they're very they're very quick to respond to you if you have a question. Uh, I had a problem there with updating the app or updating the software on my laptop there a few months ago. They were very quick to respond and uh, they came straight back to me. Yeah. And um, the license lasts forever. You're not paying every year. You pay once. That's it. It's fantastic. You know, I hadn't realized they were on phone. I've had them on my laptop for forever. For since the first Mojo Con, whenever that was, that's where I first. Oh started. yeah, that was at that too in Galway. Yeah, yeah, it's a good while now. <laughs> yeah, before Galway, Galway was the second. One. You're right. Beg your pardon. I wasn't at that one. I was the first one in Galway. Yeah. So yeah, so Hindenburg. I like the app on the phone. It's a good one. Yeah. There's another one then. Actually, if for if for for people who are interested in doing kind of you know pretty well doing your head in, but not quite. There's a great app for adding soundtrack and wild track and adding music. Even it's called Ferrite F E R R I T E. And uh, I did some training on this with some people in local radio stations, and they just could not believe what you could do. You can have multi-track editing on your phone. Right now, I do recommend trying it on the iPad instead. It's much easier on the iPad because you're using the screen, you know, to do all the fades and move things around and that. But Ferrite is now it's not if I remember correctly, it's not that cheap, but it's well worth having a look at even trying out the trial version for people now who are into into, into multi-track um, uh, pieces of audio. You know what I mean? As opposed to just straightforward talk and listening. But it'd be a good way to bring in a little SIG tune you know, then bringing the music back down again and then having your main uh, podcast made and then bringing in another piece and then doing it again, you know. So Ferrite is worth having a look at too. You used a word there that I'm not quite familiar with. What's a wild track? Beg your pardon, sorry. Okay, um, so say you want to put bird song. Say you want to run bird song under your... um, interview say you want to pretend that you recorded the interview out in my back garden with me you know what I mean but in fact we're recording it I'm in your my you know office at home and you're in your office at home so you could go out and record say say our video or our audio is 20 minutes long right you could record 20 minutes of bird song in the garden 
okay and then run that as a separate track all along underneath the uh, uh, to the interview and that's wild track so it would sound like we were in the garden with the birds really would but actually it'd be controlled be controlled sound because you could you could then have the sound of the blackbird coming in here and the sound of the blackbird coming in there and you could cut and paste it as you wanted right so it's a it's a word you use when you're doing particularly documentaries where you want to create a kind of a bed of sound running for say quite a long time or just coming in and going out and when I started in RTE, I remember them saying, don't forget your wild track, because it, it helps to um, bring different audios together. So say, for example, I made a documentary on the Ormo Road in Belfast, and it's called uh, Down the Ormo Road, right? And uh, I went up and I recorded at different times. So I wanted it all to sound like a journey going up the up and down the Ormo Road. But because I recorded different times, I had all these different you know, sound, the sound, it sounded quite different in, in all the interviews. So what I did was I sat in the car on the side of the road, on the Ormo Road, with a very big stereo mic that Lorelai Harris had given me to use from RTE. And, you know, the troubles weren't over in, in the Ormo Road at this stage. I was sitting here with this huge stereo mic out the window of my southern registered car and just recording a traffic going up and down. So I needed, as they say, wet traffic and dry traffic. So I had a wet day of which there are lots in Belfast and then I had to wait for a dry day and I rang a friend of mine and said, is it dry today? And she said, grand, I got into the car, drove up and I spent three, two hours on the side of the street in Ormo Road and I got wild track. So what that does is, you know, you do your interviews with people and for example, the sound, the audio sound in any room is different to any other room. And even though it might sound really quiet, I would say to people, look, I just want to get two or three minutes of wild track here now. So I do an interview with somebody and then everybody go really quiet, stop talking and just record literally the sound. You would run that then under the interview and it just brought it together. And particularly if you're doing links and you're doing links into the interview later, then running that wild track under just made it all sound very, very seamless. It's a lovely um, way of, of editing a lovely way of being creative as well but you can have great fun with Wild Track too you know you can really bring people into different places so I'd often be sitting waiting for the train in Pier Street Dart Station and you'd hear Tanoi saying you know the next train arriving on Platform 1 is so I've all these bits of sound that are recorded on my phone and you become a bit of a magpie when you're a radio producer as well you keep all these sounds and say I'll use them again sometime and then you do actually when you get to make the documentaries, which I haven't made now on for a year or two. But anyway, sure, there you go. It might be an American influence on the things I read, but I always think of that as ambience. That's the other word for it, ambient sound. Yeah, but I think, I don't know, I was taught to use the word wild track. (laughs) (laughs) Or atmos. Yeah, atmos is the other one. Yeah, atmosphere, atmos is another one. But you're right, uh, ambience would be the American word for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're recording this on Zoom, which is... And everyone knows what Zoom at this stage is. Uh, basically, it's video conferencing software that's taken off because of the uh, COVID and people being locked up. One of the things I can do, and it's how I produce most of these episodes, is I can record a separate track of your audio and my audio. I assume that you've had some experience with that. I mean, one of the things I found out uh, is, for example, I've got a backup recorder so that I can record my own voice anyway. But your voice is dependent on the quality of the broad- broadband. So, um, and what I'm recording is actually the audio that I'm receiving across the internet from you. So every now and then the broadband stutters and your voice will get a little bit tinny for a second or two. 
have you got any tricks around that apart from asking people to say things over again? Or are there other ways, better ways in Zoom to record when people are, can't be in the same room together? Yes. Um, I have recorded a number of podcasts now with the Irish College of General Practitioners. Um, they're a group I work with. And obviously during the current COVID um uh, lockdown and, and stuff. They're doing a lot of stuff with their members and we're recording interviews with their experts on a range of areas, right? Clinical clinical um, podcasts mainly. So just like what we're doing here now, uh, recording on Zoom, I record on my Zoom H4N, my digital recorder at my end, like you're doing now. And I'm recording myself for you now on my digital recorder at my end. You should take a screenshot of this uh, Um Jared, so people understand what we're talking about. You can just see my, my Zoom coming out of the corner of my shot there. At the other end, then, I will ask the doctor that I'm, record, that I'm interviewing to record him or herself on their iPhone or their smartphone and to point that phone at their, you know, point the microphone on the phone near them, right? Put it on something where it won't move, press record and then save it and send me the email, right? Send it to me by email. So I get an MP3 file and the email at the beginning of the interview, I will go, OK, we're going to do three, two, one clap now. And I go and I ask them to go three, two, one at the same time. So we both go three, two, one. Right. And that's the clap at the beginning. So it's like clapboard. So when theirs comes in, that clap is on theirs at the same time as mine. And even though there's a little delay on the Zoom, there isn't a delay when the audio comes in. So you can match up when you're ed- when you're editing, then you can match up the questions and the answers. So there's a bit of editing involved, but you get an incredibly better sound for your podcast, except for the doctors who forget to record, which a few of them do. And then you have to, as I say, work with what you have. Then you have to use the Zoom um, audio recording that you got from your um, from your interview over over the Zoom um, audio video conferencing call. I was just thinking it's possibly a bit confusing for people listening. There are two separate Zooms here that we've been talking about. First of all, there's the Zoom video conferencing software, which is I'm looking at a picture of you. You can see a picture of me on your computer screen. And that software on my laptop is recording my voice and your voice. And then in addition to that, there's a Zoom recorder, which is basically it's it's like a tape recorder. The smallest one, the H1 that I know of, it looks pretty much about the same size as a dictaphone, only it's able to record in stereo. And the Zoom 4, the the H4, which is the one I think most people have still, it's a bit bigger. It's, yeah, it's it's the size of, you know what it's the size of? It's the size of a mobile phone from the 1990s. Yes. But as you say, if you don't have that, uh, Zooms, and most people won't unless they're working in radio or in recording themselves, setting up just to record on on memo or a recording app voice recorder on on your android phone that will give you a fairly good quality these days it will actually yeah and particularly if you have it fairly close to yourself don't don't have it too far away don't leave it too far away bring it within about three inches of of your mouth you know and have it left on put on something that won't move and then you know that won't be making noise or popping you know when you're recording yeah You'd be surprised at how well people do when you ask them, when you give them precise instructions. <laughs> Most time, <laughs> anyway. Between broadband problems and other things, I've I've done like half a dozen of these podcasts at this stage, and I think almost as many permutations of, well, hang on. Uh, one, one week, uh, I had one that was quite problematic, just couldn't connect. I ended up sitting in my car, 
and phoning and recording the telephone conversation using the Zoom with the call from my phone, Bluetooth going through the speakers in the car. And it turned out okay mostly, but I mean, the good, the good part of a car is that it's actually not a bad environment for sound because everything is padded. Oh, it's a natural radio studio, it really is. Yeah, it is. That would be really good if you had someone sitting in the passenger seat in yourself. It's actually not a bad environment. But over the, over, the, over the phone, you still have the problems of, well, there's only so much bandwidth available on a mobile phone. So mm, Yeah, that's the trouble. Yeah. You're only as good as the, as, as, as the sound you're getting. And if that sound isn't great, there's not much you can do on top of that. No, but you, if you wait for perfection, though, you'll never finish anything either. That's what I, you know, and I think we've all had to realize we've all had to adapt over the last few months to, you know, the circumstances. And what fascinates me at the moment is how they're getting out radio programs. You know, live radio programs are being done remotely, remote presenters, you know, people on phone phone lines, on Zooms, on Skypes everywhere, you know, and they're they're patching it all together very well, you know. And uh, so I think radio has adapted to the new environment very well. Um, I know that RT are using, oh, Jane, they're going to have a, have a, a blank now. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, they have an app called a Thai, T-I-E, Thai line. And so you can phone into a studio uh, on your number and it, it, they create a much better quality sound than a phone line. So you put the app on your phone and then you ring in and they can connect you through that and the sound is much better. You, you, you said you're working on training a PR. What, have you any courses coming up for anyone that would be interested? Well, I, yeah, I do. I have a video course, an online video course, Mobile Video Made Easy, and it's gone online now. It's on um, videotraining.ie, which is my video training website. And uh, I have been asked by a number of people to put together a simple but effective, as they say, podcast training course. So thanks for the opportunity to give a, a, a little plug to a course that's in my head and almost uh, on an online course at the moment. And uh, I've I've mapped it out over it'll be basically three, three sections, uh, three modules. One will be the planning of your podcast and how to prepare it. Because one of the things about podcasts, everybody says, Asher, anybody can make a podcast. And it's true, because as I said at the beginning, you can just plug up, go into SoundCloud, hit record and off you go. You know what I mean? Um, but it's it's deciding what you're doing with the podcast, who your audience is, how you're going to do it, what you're going to say, how you're going to find people, all those kind of things. And even how are you going to fund it, you know, and where are you going to put it? Um, there's, that would be the first module. The second module then is actually making the podcast with the resources that you have. So that could be from using your phone and recording on your phone to spending a bit of money on a digital recorder uh, or just using your phone and then editing widths. And I would recommend using Hindenburg. That would be on my course. And then how to edit, do simple edits in Hindenburg. And then the third section then is now that you've made your podcast, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> you know, um, how are you going to do your editorial strategy? What's, you know, how is your... How's your plan for the year? You know, so I think everybody should go away with a, a kind of proposal, a kind of plan for making a podcast. They should have one podcast made by the end of the course and then they should have a plan for how they're going to go over the next 12 months. And I would hope then to create some kind of accountability in it as well, if people wanted to, that they would come in once a month on a call and say, how's your podcast going? Share your podcast, share your 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 challenges and your uphill battles or your great days that you have. And then... um. And then join the community of uh, 
podcast trainers. I actually have the website podcasttraining.ie. You can't see it yet because we're building it at the moment. It's almost ready. And the course will be up there by, let me now set a date, 1st of June 2020. So if anybody's interested, give me a, uh, send me an email at hello at videotraining.ie and, uh, and I'll, we'll get back to them, hello at videotraining.ie. And because the first course will be a pilot, there'll be a special pilot rate. And uh, Jared, I'm sure we can do something for the members of the NUJ, uh, of which I am a member. I'm in the um, press and PR branch myself, longstanding member of the NUJ. So we'll maybe do something for NUJ members. If people are interested, we can put together a group and uh, work on making great radio. Um, because that's the part about radio that I miss is the, you know, the creative side. I mean, I went into news and when I left uh, the creative, you know, making documentary making, I always thought, oh, Jenny, you know, why did I ever do that? But anyway, I did. Um, so when I went back to making documentaries in the independent sector, uh, you know, it is a lovely process uh, to do it, to think about it, plan it, you know, record interviews of people, meet people, record that wild track, you know, Atmos, ambiance, whatever you want, bring music into it. You know, bring your links in. It is it is as creative a process, I think, as writing or as filming. You know what I mean? It is it works on that part of your brain that a lot of us don't get a chance to use as much as we used to because we all have to go out and make money and make a living, you know? And there, are, there isn't that much money in making documentaries anymore, is there, Jared? That's actually something I was thinking of asking you about as well. Um, in terms of actually making... Uh, podcast pay uh the american model seems to be that halfway through you interrupt yourself and you read out an ad for a mattress or a pair or a book of stamps that i'm not sure it works as well in in ireland first of all we're much smaller country even if you can't get the podcast on a topic that's international Uh, is public relations something that's driving a lot of podcasts i mean are a lot of podcasts that are that you're training people for is is that is it where, for example, you've got half an hour of a show and then at the end of it, you've got to buy our fizzy pop or whatever it is? Or are they are they basically just, you know, another way, I suppose, is, is this something that I could do, would do that it would be advertising my skills so that, you know, a radio producer can then hear me. And it's, it's like having a demo reel. Mm-hmm. There's there's a few ways that podcasts are being there's another reasons why podcasts are being made. I mean, you take Eamon Dunphy's one, you know, and he's sponsored by Tesco. And then he says, you, you, like you say, just like that, the Americans, he says, you know, Tesco, uh, every little helps or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember what thing. But he reads out he reads out the Tesco, you know, ad and says it in the middle of uh, Tesco finest. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's something to be said for that. If you remember back to the days of, you know, Jacobs, you know, sponsored the sponsored programs on RTE after after the lunchtime news. I mean, I'm old enough to remember listening to Frankie Byrne coming on. And that's that, you know, that program was sponsored by Jacobs. And, you know, RTE are going back to that, getting programs sponsored, you know. So that's number one, to get a sponsor. Two, there's a podcast being made like the ones I'm making primarily for clients who want to reach out to their to their a membership okay so you'll have um 
for example, I know IBEC, you know, Patrick Ahi was doing a, a podcast for IBEC during the general election campaign. God, you remember there was a general election campaign only a few months ago. And Patrick, you know, were doing a, they were doing a podcast every couple of days uh, and talking about the, you know, policies that were coming up in, in the political parties during the campaign and stuff. And IBEC paid for that because they wanted to reach out to their members and say, here's an, a value added for your, for, you know, for your membership. We're giving you all this analysis. OK. And they got some very good stuff on that. And then the been ones like I'm doing for the Irish College of General Practitioners, which is really giving updates of information by the experts in their group to the members. And the members like the podcast version because uh, they can listen. They don't have to watch. Right. So the college would do webinars and the webinars are video. They record them, they, re- they run live and then they record them and then they put up the video versions. And I said to them, we should be putting up audio versions as well. And they said, oh, do we need to do that? And I said, actually, yeah, because you'd be amazed. It will, they will get listened to as well you know, by an audience who won't watch the videos, right? And they're finding that that's actually been a very good value added um, element for the content that they're producing because they're producing very high quality content on COVID all the time. And then you'd have the ones like, um, like you say, the self-promoting ones, you know, you know, um, like I would say, put Dunphy into that category, you know, and the newspapers are going into podcasting in a big way. You have the Irish Independent is doing quite a lot. The Irish Times, obviously, were very in very early. And I think of um, one that jumps to mind because I heard it the weekend with Carl Henry does a kind of um one, uh, it's sponsored by Leia Healthcare and it's about, you know, health and being good and all that stuff. And it's often it's just Carl talking to himself, but sometimes he talks to somebody else and then the ad comes up. This has been sponsored by Leia Healthcare, but they have an actual ad on it. It's not Carl doing it. And then that's actually going out in the Irish Independent. You know, they're using it there in the Irish Independent. Um, and then there are the other ones where there's somebody, you know, semi-famous who decides they want to do a podcast, you know, Um There are lots of bloggers, you know, and influencers um, because it's just another way of producing, I think, similar content, a different way that reaches another audience. And the more audience you can reach, the more chances you get of getting advertising. And since they started doing uh, podcasting, you know, you'll notice now that, for example, I use Podbean, the Podbean um, platform quite a lot. And Podbean are now offering you a way of monetizing your podcast. podcast so you can either um create a space on the channel for an ad to be dropped in okay and then there are other channels where or other platforms which like acast for example which will you will pay acast to find you ads to put on your podcast right and they will have it on their platform so there's quite a lot of um like what's his name dave mcwilliams is on acast and he's on a few, he's on a few channels, but he certainly is on Acast. And then the idea is that you find ads to put on. So if, if, if Dave McWilliams has, which he does have a significant audience, you'll find that there are people who want to advertise that audience. It is niche, it's very niche, but advertisers like niche, like niches, um, because they can reach, um, they can reach their target audience much easier. Um, I'm I'm always surprised that there isn't more tra- that there aren't more travel podcasts in Ireland. I think travel is a huge. Well, sorry, sorry, up to the middle, up to the seventeenth of March. <laughs> sorry, travel was a big deal. Um, gardening is another one. I think very niche. People spend lots of money in gardening, and you know. But the thing is, I think it's convincing the sponsor 
uh, if you have an idea for a podcast, that it will take time to build up that audience. You know, even if you're a big name and you know a lot of people and you have a big Twitter following, you still have to go out and get them to listen to your podcast. So I'd say you should be giving people a year, you know, to build up a decent audience first um, and say to your sponsor, look, it's going to take that length of time. Stick with us, you know. I suppose the one other uh, possibility for funding is to just ask for the money from the listeners, which is how Patreon works. And I hear that model occasionally as well. I'm not sure, again, if Ireland is a large enough market to support a lot of that. I agree with you there. It is, yeah, to ask your listeners to fund it. And I think you have to go beyond Ireland, really. It is, yeah, it's too small. Yeah. I do see people on YouTube now using that too. Um, but I haven't seen that many people on on, um, pod, on the podcast. But it's, it, is, it is there to be, to be, to be um, you know, exploited, obviously. But I think you have to have pretty, pretty good offering. Some people will give you money first, you know. And you have to be consistent and keep doing it and keep offering them something that they want to get, you know, which is always the hard part, isn't it? Well, if it was easy, it wouldn't be fun. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Alien, thanks very much for joining me. And it's been great talking to you. You're welcome, Gerard. I hope uh, I hope I gave some insights there. And, uh, and good luck with the podcast. It's a great idea. Thank you. Take care.